This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. When you called, I mean, it was it was a widespread story. It was, it was on every major. I yeah, mean, New Yorker, Washington Post, and, and SMBC, yeah, I'm not. I'm not on AOL. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what's on AOL. It's an aggregate. All right, we got to take a break for top of the hour news. We'll be back with more after this. We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is a Fox News alert. President Biden goes to Ukraine making a surprise visit. I'm Dave Anthony. Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The president in Kiev just days before we mark one year since Russian leader Vladimir Putin launched an invasion. He thought he could outlast us. I don't think he's thinking that right now. The president has since left Kiev to return to Poland, where he was scheduled to fly to tonight. But he quietly went yesterday. Fox's Peter Ducey's in Warsaw. Unlike past presidential visits to war zones, Iraq and Afghanistan and Ukraine, the U.S. does not have a military presence. So it had to be a big secret. And air raid sirens were blaring while President Biden and President Zelensky were walking the streets of Kiev. This secret trip included a long train ride from Poland into Ukraine, according to the New York Times. And the president brought with him a big check, half a billion dollars worth of taxpayer funded gear. Artillery ammunition for HIMARS and howitzers, more javelins, anti-armor systems, air surveillance radars to help protect Ukrainian people. And while most Republicans support the aid the U.S. is giving Ukraine, one GOP governor considered a possible Biden challenger in the 2024 presidential race is not impressed by the Biden trip. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis tells Fox. I think I and many Americans are thinking to ourselves, okay, he's very concerned about those borders halfway around the world. He's not done anything to secure our own border here at home. Referencing a record surge of illegal immigration, North Korea tested fired two more missiles today, protesting a new round of U.S. and South Korean military drills. Gunfire during a Mardi Gras parade late last night in New Orleans. One person was killed, a young girl, and three others injured. We really wanted this to be a safe Mardi Gras, and we continue to work towards that end. Chief Deputy Hans Gontier says a suspect is in custody. America's listening to Fox News. Dell Technologies President's Day Business Event starts now with deals to power America's doers and dreamers. Save on select performance business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL for President's Day deals. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And now a small business setback, set to smooth jazz. It's late. You're driving in the rain with only one thing on your mind. The deer about to total your HVAC van. But with Progressive's 30-plus customizable coverage options, you're covered. The rest is just saxophone. When running your small business gets rough, Progressive Commercial is there to smooth it out. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Twinkless sounds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Again, our top Fox News story, President Biden went to Ukraine, making a surprise visit to Kiev, meeting with President Zelensky, pledging more American support to Ukraine, fending off Russia's invasion. The president has since left Kiev, headed to Poland. It is President's Day, a federal holiday that started as a tribute 
to our first president, George Washington. Our 39th president is preparing for his final days. Jimmy Carter now getting hospice care at home. Information coming out of the Carter Center, the Atlanta-based international nonprofit that the former president founded in 1982. That nonprofit saying that he has chosen to spend the rest of his time at home with his family, receiving hospice care in home. This comes after a series of short hospital stays, according to the nonprofit, which adds he has the full support of his family and his medical team. Fox's Jonathan Sari. Carter's 98, our oldest ex-president ever, and his 42 years living after leaving office is also a record. As more Americans travel again with less COVID concern later in the pandemic, a record was set at airports last year. The Transportation Security Administration says 6,542 guns were intercepted last year at airport checkpoints across the country. It's about 18 per day in an all-time high. With the exception of the 2020 pandemic disruption, the number of weapons intercepted at U.S. airports has climbed every year since 2010. The TSA says the top 10 list of airports for gun interceptions includes Dallas, Austin, and Houston in Texas, three airports in Florida, Nashville, Phoenix, and Denver. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. There were two records in sports. Jason Tatum scored 55 points, an NBA All-Star game all-time high, leading Team Giannis past Team LeBron. In NASCAR, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the longest Daytona 500 ever, 212 laps on Fox, extended by late crashes. We were out of fuel, so the fuel light was going crazy. But, man, I hope you all had fun. That was a heck of a race. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Get your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, mostly sunny, high of 54. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 31. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, a high of 46. Chance of some late night rain. And for Wednesday, showers with thunderstorms also a possibility. High near 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the Monday edition of Buyers and Company. Look at that sunshine. Makes me happy. Dr. Juanita Morris will be with us this hour. We'll uh, preview tomorrow. The uh, DPS superintendent will be in to talk about that video and that announcement, that robocall next. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. PR 101. 
and take this as uh, free advice for whatever it's worth to you. Here's what happens when you announce on social media that you're going to have an announcement. It's never going to turn out okay. Because by announcing that you're going to make an announcement, then everybody feeds into what that might mean for several hours. And then no matter what the announcement is, it's going to be wrong. That's right. It's a chance for someone to wrestle the narrative away. Not even wrestle. Just take it and run with it. Yeah, and turn it into whatever is in their brain or they've heard or haven't heard or any of that. So just don't do that. Come out with the announcement. Or if it's going to be a robocall to parents, just do the robocall to the parents. Why give it over to everybody else that's not a parent, doesn't have any vested interest at all, doesn't have a kid in your school? If you have the means to just communicate directly, just send the robocall. And then after you send the robocall, if you want to post whatever you sent in the robocall, fine. But you don't let somebody hijack it. 101. Now, Dr. Clark will be with us tomorrow morning to talk about this specifically. And I try not to speculate. I mean, I really do. You may or may not believe that, but it's true. Sometimes you will go, oh, hey, how do you think this is going to turn out? We'll have conversations like that. But I don't know. You know, you hear about the fighting. And I know in school... There were fights. I mean, it wasn't daily, but it was common enough that you weren't really traumatized by it or shocked by it, right? Yeah, some on a spur of the moment, some meet me at the tree at three. I mean, the whole nine. Three o'clock high. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it it was definitely part of probably everybody's school experience. It's the smallest school in Boonville, Indiana, to Chicago public schools and everything in between. Right. And I think sometimes today, because we have all the channels to overemphasize that we turn it into something that's different than what it's always been. And I don't know how much of that is accurate. And maybe it is more. I mean, maybe it is more serious or maybe it's just more amplified. Right. And, you know, you know there, there could be situations where it's like. We haven't had uh, two fights in two years, but we've had fights in two days in a row, and now it looks so much more, you know, that... Or it could be because of COVID and, yeah. and socialization and all that it is worse. Yeah. I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just saying I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow with those direct questions. Yeah. I know I talked to Cordell Ingram, the principal at MacArthur High School, last fall sometime, you know, and he said, look, it's yeah, the younger kids are having a hard time fitting in. You know, they've been at home, you know, basically missed most of junior high, didn't get a chance. So, I mean, I hear that. Okay. And he also said, we got a handle on it. And we, you know, we, you know, but I don't know what they're doing about punishment. There was a fight all the time. And generally those kids got suspended. That was just common practice. I don't know how much of that happens today. Based on what the robocall content looked like. And I'll just read it to you verbatim. This is was from Dr. Clark to all DPS parents. Good evening, DPS families. This is Dr. Rochelle Clark, Superintendent for Decatur Public Schools. 
I'm calling with a heavy heart this evening. I am concerned with the recent gross disruptive behaviors and the fighting in our schools, especially our middle and high schools. This is leading to more suspensions and, in our worst case, expulsions. Expulsions limit the opportunity our kids have for an education. In fact, no public school in Illinois is required to accept a student on expulsion for the duration that they are expelled because they are considered to be not in good standing. This can be up to two years. Suspensions take away from their education because they're not in school to get the necessary information they need to accomplish their work. Families, suspensions, and expulsions are not steps I want to take, but I will if it means keeping our students and staff safe. I need your support. Please help us with our kids. We need to work together if we want to ensure that our kids are able to come to school in a conducive learning environment and graduate to be productive citizens. Thank you for listening to me tonight. I hope we can work together to solve our problems as a DPS family. Again, thank you. All right. That's fairly generic. Yeah. And it and it could be the first swing of hey, can you let's try to tighten it up at home if you can help make the you know do what you can to help us out. Simple enough. Yeah, falling on deaf ears. People that are involved will maybe get more involved. People don't care, won't care. Yeah, like all things. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that, that's not an insult. I mean that's mm-hmm. just that's life. Mm-hmm. And most people don't care. Right. Or most people are too busy gossiping about what they know. Mm-hmm. To listen to anything else, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if, if I don't know what level this would be, but maybe people that go, you know what, maybe I should pay a little more attention. Maybe I should, you know, maybe ask my kid what's going on or something. You know, maybe it starts a little dialogue. You hope for that. I mean, that's the point of doing it anyway. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't have much. I don't put a lot of stock in that. I mean, I just, just human behavior in life. I mean, it's not just district 61 or just parents. It's people that are plugged in or plugged in the people that aren't, that aren't right. So we'll have this conversation in detail tomorrow because you know, I, I, I get so much crap in email and you know, here's I love when you get like the stuff that's like sent to you via Facebook message, and the video's not there, and you're like, "Well, I heard," mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, we're not even friends. What are you doing? Right? Right. That between you know, just between you, me, and the fence pole stuff, that 99 percent of the time turns out to be false. Every once in a while, it's true. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the time, and I'm saying over 27 years of doing this, 99% of the time, it's not accurate. And the reason it's not accurate is because you're just, you're just getting, you know, garbage in, garbage out. You're not in the know. Yeah. And it's easy to, it's easy to relay that. It's easy to run it up, to try to run it up the flagpole or to reach out or to put it out there, you know, so, so there's a lot more to sift through. In all in all walks, yeah. I guess I, I just I don't I'm not interested in sifting. I'm interested in finding out right. what the actual truth is. Exactly right. I don't need to go through 99 percent of the lies to get to the truth. Just mm-hmm. pick up a call, phone, and call, or have Doctor Clark. Now there was a video that was put out, and she's wearing a John Hill sweatshirt. And I don't know if that has it. I mean, is that, I, I don't even know. Hmm. My sense is, and, and I'm going to be principal for a day at Eisenhower High School coming up soon. I've been in schools recently, you know, for things. We had our own K through eight at Johns Hill and uh, freshman through senior year at Eisner. Granted, COVID was a you know big hiccup in the middle of that, but our experience was fine. There was no fear or worry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. 
what other anecdotal evidence I can give you other than we just went through 12 years of it. I never had any episodes or things or any kind of concern or fear at all. So how do I gauge that? You know what I mean? How do you stack that up with the perception? Right. Yeah, how do you quantify it? What is how if there is a scorecard, how do you how do you track it and relay it? How I mean, how do you have any idea? And did it get that much worse just in the last, you know, year and a half? Mm-hmm. And if it did, is that is that something we can grow out of because it was COVID? Right. I mean, or do but, we need but intervention? We were, but we were there after right. COVID. Right. I mean, this was just, you know, June of last year. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't even been a year. So how do I take our 12 years of experience and lay that over like everything you read on social media and all the conjecture and all the, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't compute because we were at Johns Hill for K through eight and we were at Eisenhower high school, high school career. So how do we take the 12 years of actual experience? Mm hmm. Versus people who are just willing to post anything, 90% of which is crap. But people want the bad news. I mean, I am convinced that there's a reason why these Fox News people have been, you know, discovered as complete hypocrites is because they didn't want to tell people the truth. They wanted to tell people what they wanted to hear. Behind the scenes, they were worrying about having accurate news, meaning Arizona, whatever it might be, was making their audience mad, and therefore we should be appeasing these people, not telling them the facts. At the bottom of the line, that's the story, right? Yeah, what knowing what your audience is and delivering them the product that they want. Whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. That's a dicey road to go down. Uh, if you're, if you're, it is, if it's not, if it's not just pure entertainment, it it absolutely is. If it, if it is meant to be a factual account of, of what's going on. They call themselves Fox News. I know. So that, that entertainment argument is not even on the table for me. I mean, I mean, I know what you're saying, but that's not what that is. You're, you're doing election night coverage telling me who won states. And when you start fighting that, because your audience is going to get mad about reporting the truth, then you've lost all integrity. And I'm not saying CNN doesn't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, right. I'm just saying I will in a heartbeat lose a listener rather than lie to you. And if you're going to get mad because you're a COVID denier or you're a Trump Kool-Aid drinker, goodbye. I hate to see you go because you might learn something other than just drinking that Kool-Aid, but that's your choice. But I'm not going to lie to you to keep you. But my point being, I think there's a lot of people on social media that want the bad news. They want to believe the bad news, whether it's true or not. They feed off that. They like that. They want that. Entire web, you know, Facebook page is set up to just that. What sucks here? You know, I mean, that, that, that that's human nature. So I don't know. 
It'd be interesting to, to see the perspective from, you know, from the top, from the other side. What, what is it that has made it rise to that level? What, what are you caused seeing? you to announce you're yeah. going to make an announcement and then do yeah. a robocall? And are you suspending people or not? Because it, it sounds like that you are, but then it kind of in the middle, you sort of like, well, we're going to warn you. We're going to, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. But we'll have the conversation tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. And I appreciate Dr. Clark reaching out and wanting to be on because, you know, there's a lot of it out there that's just, you know, when you don't have something, when you don't have concrete information, when you don't have here is the thing, then all you do is get speculation about what the thing is. Yeah, and also what's problematic to that is you've got thousands of employees and students. I made a big, big, big organization when you look at it as a district as a whole. And one fight, uh, just for example, picking that out, can be factual. It can have happened. It can affect people around yeah. it. But then it, to allow something like that to then manifest into all of a sudden, hey, now it's all fights. And I'm not saying it's just one, but but having some truth can then expand into something that is way out of control. So so really what's happening? I mean, certainly there are fights. Certainly. I, I mean, I anywhere. I, I, I would say that about any. If it's if it's all out of control, mm-hmm. like meaning just beyond yeah. control, then that has happened since June of last year. Yeah. and Because and, we were there five days a week. Yeah. Until graduation last year. And... Not one time did we ever worry about him going to school. Never. So if it's all out of control, meaning there is no control, and there are some, listen, we've had teachers, there are some teachers that are the worst of the gossip mongers. Just like any other, you know, you've always got some. I mean, I could list them off by name. You know, the people that just every time you see them, all they want to do is tell you how horrible everything is. Yeah, that's a strange thing in life. People wanting to share how much they hate their job. Or, I hate it here. And you're right. that You know, there can be teachers like that. I mean, like anything, plumbers, anyway, whatever. I mean, it, it's, it. yeah, there's always mm-hmm. that guy or that gal. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that the, 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 the glass is half, half empty. And, and the glass of before was so shiny and perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it all, I guess, you know, we probably would be on the other side of that having a good experience, you, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's happening at the same time in the same building. Right. But if there truly is issues, are issues, okay. I should say, yeah. l- let's hear how, how big the issues are and how they're wh- what measures are being put in place to fix them. And, and I don't – listen, I don't – I think that – we are getting closer and closer to a point where kids are desensitized to, to violence and to, I, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, all you have to do is look at a big city and, or even our city, you know, 16 year old arrested for killing somebody this last, you know, or you see a story about a, you know, grade school kid that brings a gun. I, I, I look, public education is tough because people suck. As parents, as kids, I mean, all the way around. But all I'm telling you is that we did kindergarten through 12th grade through DPS. And that wasn't our experience. 
the other part that's important to all of this, I feel, is that it, that it's universally, universally, with without any sort of uh, pushback on this or any way to argue it, it is universally important for the success of this. To, that everybody should be on board with wanting everything to be better, to be improved. This isn't one of those, well, I don't think it, this is, hey, we need it to be better. We all can agree to that. Completely agree. Yeah, so we should all, in theory, be pushing towards the same direction. I, I'm not arguing that anybody should not feel safe or, or feel like their, their safety's at jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that at all. Right. I, I feel like it's probably somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Like most things usually are. Mm-hmm. But in this country anymore, all we do is just go all the way one way or all the way the other way. And there's never any, any common ground. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting conversation, but we'll have that with Dr. Clark tomorrow. And that's not her comfort level either. So I appreciate, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some people just have different personality traits. Right. You know, leadership isn't always just one thing or one model of it. I mean, there's a lot. Some people are more behind the scenes. But I think if you're not talking about it, then you're letting the, the idiots on Facebook control the narrative, mm-hmm. most of which don't even have any connection to DPS, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that's like your number one thing. I'm weighing in from Blue Mound. Yeah, I, I was. I wouldn't live there. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, what is? No, I mean, but that's the the, the ugliest, and the, that comes from a lot of that. People haven't even been in a building inside District 61. Because it's just easy to do, and people like it. That's like the worst kind of human engagement, feeding off negativity. And then the one-upmanship of that. Oh, you think you got stories? Check out my story. I just want to know what the truth is. How bad is it? What can we do to fix it? What needs to change? Mm-hmm. And what's happened since June of last year? I, I mean, you know, what what is the big... Mm-hmm. If that is indeed the case, if it is out of control, what has changed? Now they've got a new guy. You know, we introduced you to Val. You know, it's going to be over security. What's the plan? Yeah. And there are some people that will argue against suspensions and, you know, oh, you know, look, sometimes you just got to remove the bad actor from the other 30 kids and teacher. Right. When I was in high school, we had what is called the ace room. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. All day in there just serving the suspension, doing your homework in there and stuff like that. All right. But what if everybody in the ace room wants to fight each other in the ace room? Sooner or later, you got, I mean, right, you got to yeah. do something. Oh, yeah. There was always another step, too. Yeah. All right. It's President's Day. I don't really feel anything. I mean, it doesn't like... Yeah. Doesn't pull any strings for me. Like, okay, it's President's Day. Well, since you mentioned presidents, uh, I, I read a fun fact about Jimmy Carter that he has had the longest tenure post office uh-huh. of anybody and that he was the first president born in a hospital. Uh, yeah, it sounds about right. It's pretty interesting. The longest tenure because they were always really old. Hey, yeah, he was younger. And he, and he lived long, long life. Too. Yeah, but he, he probably won't hold the all time record when all is said and done. Well, because, he was 52, I think, when he got out. Is that right? Uh, well, he's 98 years old. Yeah. And but I, I think if you look at Barack Obama, you look at George W. Bush, you, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. be in that same camp if they live into their 90s. Yeah. I mean, as far as age range of being younger, Bill Clinton. 
Yeah, it's different now. Yeah. Generally, they were in their 70s and, you know. So born in a hospital. Well, he was born in uh, 1924. Mm-hmm. So before him, you know, when you think about it, like, yeah, that is interesting. He's in his last leg, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a home hospice care. Yeah. Surrounded uh, by family. Yeah. You know, sold, sold his peanut farm to become president, didn't want to look at, like there was anything on the up and wanted to be on the up and up. I don't know much about his presidency. I, I don't. Here, here's the only thing I remember about and, and historically, you know, about Jimmy Carter. I, I think at, at, at his fundamental core uh, as a human being that he was a pretty honest guy. Seemed that way. But not real effective as a leader. And maybe as Spain sent me a text over the weekend thinking that those two things are, are correlated, you know, that like – Maybe it's uh, hard to go there and be, you that's know, interesting. Uh, but I don't know, but, but not very effective. And, and yeah. you know, the, people talk about the Iranian hostage, you know, stuff. They talk about the gas prices and lines and, uh, and you know, how that miracle, you know, how that became the setting for the, uh, the USA hockey team in the Olympics, which then sort of transformed into Reagan's run against, I, I, I don't know. I, he, he, like, he seemed like a regular dude. Yeah. He's, and he's done a lot after yeah, his he's presidency. Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. He had the busted up nose. He biffed it like but a month ago. But he's also, but he's also, and 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 honest or not, this this is important because it set the tone. He was the first president to be openly critical of other presidents after him. Huh. Before it was always sort and and George Bush pretty much did that. I mean, you know, that, that you when you serve your term and you're done. It's not your job to criticize the next man or woman in that office, that you understand how hard it is, how tough it is, and that you don't play politics once you've been president. And he was the first guy to sort of openly just disobey that and do it anyway. And now you've got, I mean, now it's the norm. Well, I didn't realize that. That's interesting stuff, though. Uh, He uh, and his brother, I mean, people remember the mom, the brother. It was a kooky family. Billy beer, Billy beer. <laughs> Billy had his own beer. Yeah. Uh, and he was a character. I mean, a character. And so, you know, like it's every day is like, oh, what's he done today? Because he got the White House and the, the brother said, anything I can do to milk this for me is going to be good. And there's probably a long line of, you know, siblings or relations or, you know, kids. <laughs> right. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more right after this. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdecatur.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the country financial agency of Ludwig & Young, the law office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake Palooza LLC, and Newhoff media. Need some motivation to pick up those running shoes or get the bike tuned up? Just listen in to Ride and Run each Tuesday morning on Buyers and Company. Kyle and Cole will talk about how runners and cyclists are continuing their training, encouraging others, and sharing photos of their journey. Come in and shop at 1088 and 1090 Westwood or shop online at FleetBeatDecaturIL.com or SpinCity.co and listen in each Tuesday at 640 or via podcast at now 
GoDecatur.com. Hi, this is Dan Martini, letting you know about the first-class service you get with First Mid Insurance Group, providing Central Illinois insurance coverage for over 100 years. We specialize insurance for your business and represent A-rated insurance companies such as West Bend Insurance. We guarantee you superior service, building trust through expertise to help make your business secure. We assess your needs and offer you a variety of insurance products and services. Service, whether it is in response to an insurance claim or just a general question, is the most important value we can offer you. Call us today at 217-877-3344, firstmidinsurance.com. You're listening to Fires and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Also saw that uh, Tom Sizemore was in the hospital close to death. Uh, not surprising at all. Yeah, was it a brain thing for him? Uh, an aneurysm, I yeah. believe. That guy has had, I, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bruce Willis with dementia well, a day or two before that. Yeah, but that's been ongoing, right? I mean, now it's been labeled as such. Oh, yeah. Like I, I felt like that was like a news yeah. story that he was wasn't having a news health story. issues and went away from acting. But then this is why. This well, is no, but I've been. But, I mean, but all that was reported. Maybe they didn't put the the, the exact title, but I mean, right. I mean, we knew, right? Yes, essentially. Okay. Essentially. Tom Sizemore was in uh, a couple of movies that that I think will last. Uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan for sure, uh, Black Hawk Down for sure, right? Uh, what was the? Um, oh, dang on it. Heat. Of course, heat. Yeah. That would be the obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, there's some others that were, you know, there, but he had a uh, a really tough uh, um, life. In fact, I, was, I kind of was a little surprised that thought maybe he had already passed away when I heard that news yesterday. I always, thought, I always liked seeing him on screen. I like what he brings. Yeah, but you could breath. just tell there was a little something off about, like, like that wasn't all acting. Yeah. Yeah, but, I would agree with that. All right. Anyway, um, what else did, oh, Megan, you know, the, uh, yeah. that's, it's the uncut version. Mm-hmm. When is it? It's going to be on Peacock soon. That's right. I, I saw an email. Do you, do you know anything? I mean, I, other than I know what the premise is, but do you, have you seen it or talked to anybody that's My seen it? My students, uh, two or three of them told me they saw it and it was super creepy and they enjoyed it. Okay. Yep. Super creepy. AI kind of, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Chucky, little, you mm-hmm. got to throw in a little bit of, I mean, this is just a recipe. Right. Yep. And then what do we get when we get like the uncut? I mean, is that still a thing like that? I, I it, unlike the director's version or, you, you know, you don't really know what's added or not added. Sometimes that's a big buildup without a lot of payoff. Yeah. Sometimes I watched an, the uncut version of Step Brothers last night before bed. And, and, and I know Step Brothers well enough to know the scenes that, that got cut. And sometimes it's for time uh, and sometimes it's to get the rating. Yeah. You know, like, right. Yeah. And this is the way they're billing this is the unrated cut okay. of Megan, uh, which is coming to Peacock February 24th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not too it's long. Thursday. Is it Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I remember when, the, when it first came out to the theaters, like seeing the previews, mm-hmm. it looked pretty creepy. Oh yeah, of course. 
you know, the the lifeless face of of dolls. You know, it it, it always works. They play, I mean, yeah, it hits on several. Mm-hmm. Well, Annabelle, Chucky, you name it, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or just the way dolls look. In, yeah, exactly. I mean, without even being in a horror film. Yeah, and then creepy. you get the creepy AI sort of like, uh, you know, this is kind of like all what we you know worry about, and mm-hmm. what's that going to look like in real life? And right. I mean, this has been around since Westworld. I mean, the original movie with Yul Brynner. All right. Sure. So there you have it. I, I'm interested, though. I think I'll watch it. And yeah. it's really not my cup of tea. No, I, I'm actually surprised you even brought it up. Well, I just want to see how they do. I mean, a lot's been made about how this particular character is done in the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, oh, like the technical. The believability. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very uncanny valley in some spots. In some spots, but to be creepy, you kind of have to buy, right? Mm-hmm. You got to buy into it. Yeah, you got to believe that there's life there. Yeah. All right, February 24th. Same day as Drive to Survive, season five. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is a, I, this is one of those Bloom things, too. Uh, Bloom House? Yep. Yeah. Uh, which did, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a combination. Uh, Gerald Johnstone is the director produced by Jason Bloom and James Wan. Now that's the Get Out and Black yep. Klansman, but also Saw and Sidious and The Conjuring. That's so right. you've got sort of this yeah. horror movie pedigree yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I, we'll give it a shot. Uh, let's see. I know I had some stuff on my list. Oh, the, the NHL game they play every year. The outdoor game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was did a you, rally. Yeah. Did you notice, do you know that they do with these costumes that they wear funny stuff to these games? Like as, like they, there's a theme. Huh. I did not know that. I, I didn't think. either. The players do? Yes. Uh, and evidently I, I saw a picture online and was it the Hurricanes? Mm-hmm. Uh, against, well, against DC. Yeah. Yeah. The Hurricanes were all dressed like Payne Stewart. <laughs> That's weird. So they like the, <laughs> the socks and the, the, the poofy pants or whatever? Yeah, what are those called? The, uh, uh, you, you know, pantalones or whatever? No, no, no. There's a, there's a plus four? Is there like there's a name for it? Anyway, but all plaid with the caps and everything. So they're all dressed the that's same. Funny. And, and evidently that's a thing that goes back and, and I don't know how it became a thing. Yeah, I have no clue. I've never I, heard I, of this. I, I had never heard of this at all. I mean, I know I'm familiar with the game, right? You, they mm-hmm. go play the outdoor game yeah. and it's, it's really cool. Um, so. Uh, when the NHL, this according to ESPN, holds an outdoor hockey game, the players dress to impress. Uh, when they had, uh, when they did it in, in the Northeast, they all wore, uh, old time baseball uniforms when they played oh, nice. at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. And they've had like beach outfits, uh, you, you know, I mean, there's like this fairly new tradition because this isn't that old right. of a game where the teams dress as something. That sounds like fun. I thought so too. And I'm like, how do I not know this? I've never heard of it. So at the 2023 Stadium Series game, they played at NC State. Uh, the Washington Capitals arrived in local uh, yellow school buses uh, and emerged wearing varsity jackets and oh, holding footballs. That's fun. Bunch of jocks. Yeah. And the host, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, because there's a lot of connection to Carolina with Payne Stewart. You know, he won oh, that okay. the, uh the, the uh, U.S. Open there, uh, uh, and, and in 1999. But so it's hysterical. I'll send you the link because you got to just see the, you know, mm. I mean, they're, they're totally like, I mean, they got the vest with the shirt and the tie nice. and, and the long socks and the pants and the, it's hysterical. Yeah, that's cool. But I had no idea this was kind of a tradition or a thing. Yeah, me neither. Well, no idea. 
There you have it. I think I see they need to do a better job of telling you that stuff so you care about the game. Yeah, that that game was all over like Good Morning America and everything. Was I mean, it? Yeah, it was, I'm, I I don't watch Good Morning America. I know, but I mean, so it was put out there to the masses in that way. They had correspondence and they had their little hand heaters and all that. How I mean, cold was it in Carolina? I I don't know, but cold enough that they got caught on camera with their hand warmers and the people back at the desk. Well, Hawaii had snow over the weekend, so you never know. Yeah, you do. Somewhere else was like minus 47. Yeah, the East Coast was. But, you know, you expect in February for the East Coast to be cold. You don't expect for it to snow in Hawaii. No. All right, we'll uh, do this. Dr. J is outside. We'll bring her in after the uh, break, and uh, we'll uh, preview uh, Wednesday's show and talk about some of the efforts that are going on in and around the community, maybe touch base on this thing with uh, District 61. Stay tuned. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdcater.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the country financial agency of Ludwig & Young, the law office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake of Palooza, LLC, and Newhoff media. Hi, this is Colleen Brinkotter with Brinkotter Realtors. Are you thinking of buying or selling a home? Give me a call. Colleen, 217-433-9068. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, moving up or downsizing or relocating, from the staging, marketing, to negotiating, to close. With over 25 years of experience, I can assist with making this a stress-free adventure. Call me, Colleen, 217-433-9068. I would love the opportunity to list your home to get it sold for you or find you a house to make your new home. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a win, or not Wednesday, Wednesday would be the Dr. J show. I, was, I think I got my, my couple of sentences intertwined there. Uh, this is the Monday edition of Buyers and Company. Dr. J is the host of The Morris Code, heard Wednesday nights uh, at 5. Uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I thought I was going to be excited if it was Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd love it, too, if we could just skip a couple of days, head right into the weekend. In yeah. fact, that matter, let's just go right to Friday. <laughs> if we're going to go. Yes. Uh, all yeah, right. Good. Let me ask you, without, you know, clearly um, uh, you, your work is done, um, well, part of your work is done inside of, of DPS, and I, I wouldn't ever ask you to speak, you know, on behalf of DPS. DPS, but I, I feel like this announcement, and, and Dr. Clark will be with us tomorrow morning at 7 to be able to have a direct conversation about this, which I appreciate. Um, I never know, I, I don't want to underplay these things, uh-huh. but I always feel like they're overplayed, and, and, and I don't know what the real, you know, we, we had K-12 through with District yep. 61, eight years at Johns Hill, four years at Eisenhower High School. Yep. There wasn't a single morning that I can recall in 12 years that we were fearful about our child going to school. Yeah. That was our experience. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean things don't happen. Things have to be dealt with or, you know, there are problems. But I feel like this stuff gets played up so much in social media that it gets turned into something that it's not. I, I mean, I'm glad that they, they are coming forward and talking about it, but, yep. but I, just, I, don't know, I don't know how to score it. I'm not sure. Excuse me. I'm not sure how to score it either. Um, I do think that um, while you and I are both outside of the district, we're definitely connected to to the students and to the work of the district. Um, I think that 
I am glad to see and hear from the superintendent. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that we always err on the side of that there's more non-positive than there is positive that comes out to even balance it because that would help us score it better if we were inundated with all of the amazing things yeah. but we're often <clears throat> excuse me inundated with the negative things and, and I don't I just have a hard time believing because I've just been in too many schools and our own experience that this is all you have I, I feel yeah. like it's Maybe 10% of what you have, but it gets yeah. 90% of the, the oxygen. I agree. And I think that um, there is, if we think about staffing and we start to connect it, because you and I talk, you, your your view is very, very different, which is helps me to see things differently. But if we think about staffing and we think about the lack of staff and we think about um, our teachers who may or may not have long careers in education, I think that all of those things start to exacerbate the climate. Um, and so sometimes a lot of many may be ill prepared or ill equipped to deal with whatever may be happening. And then that has a tendency to escalate maybe one or two or three incidents. It's definitely, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't think that it's the majority of the experience, but I definitely be- believe that all of these little pieces, um, have the ability to create a, a powder keg. Yeah. I, okay. And so I was telling Nick earlier, you know, have things changed so much since June of last year? Right? Because that would have to be the case. If if you're to believe the worst of the worst, then dynamically things at Johns Hill or Eisenhower would have had to have exploded since June of last year. I think that different kids have different experiences. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I'm talking about the safety and the well-being. I, I mean, it, you know, because when you send this robocall out, yeah. you know, or you put this video out or you send this statement out and you talk about staff safety and student safety, I'm telling you, we never had those fears. Yeah. Maybe we were naive. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, I think you were clicked in and connected to, to your student. Um, my, I'm clicked in and connected to the two that I live with, but I definitely believe that my two probably would have a different experience than some others that I'm, that may not ever make it to, to parent or escalation. But if I received the robocall as a parent, my, I would definitely be a little more alarmed than that. Yeah. And that's be. why I appreciate Dr. Clark coming yeah. in tomorrow and we'll, and we'll get into specifics. I know you can't, like, I'm not asking like name names or identify yeah. people, but you know, I mean, is this 30 kids a day and in, in every school running? I mean, or is it, you know, and fighting was, you know, I just think we look at things differently, you know. I, I, I mean, kids rolling around on the playground or or getting into a fight in the hallways has always been there, always. Yeah, I was one of them in yeah, high school. I don't doubt that. <laughs> um, I really don't. Um, but you know, it used to be, you know, somebody would pull them apart, they'd get suspended, yes. right, and, and and they would come back, and no one went to like the next class traumatized. It was just sort of part, and maybe we were stupid back then as far as how we viewed that kind of stuff. But it didn't. I, I mean, I I can't tell you how many fights I saw, you, you know, at yeah. Lakeview, yeah, yeah. at Eisenhower, you know, in grade school, and most of it was just oh god, them again. And you walk yeah. to your class and go to class. I was, my my DCLI students, we've talked about it a good bit and we have some seniors. What do they say? Um, so it's interesting because they there's a, a summer something that happens where the high school students kind of help mentor. Uh-huh. And at the beginning of the summer, um, they were part of them. Were, some of them were part of that mentor group for the incoming freshmen. And they said that this is a different class. And I said, so I'm sure 
that you also were at right. Yeah. We don't see it in ourselves. No, but but I do think that COVID <laughs> plays a role in yeah. this, in that that you, you missed Absolutely. a year plus of socialization skills. So yeah. you know those people, you know who are are this year freshmen in high school. You know they lost their seventh grade year, part of their eighth grade year, you know, I mean, so that has to have some sort of impact. And not only have we missed the socialization, what we also have to make sure for me that I remind myself of is that they were socialized. And the question is with what during that time? Sure, but And, and, and that's what's coming. Right. And the structure and the discipline that goes along all with that's all that's coming that. in. Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, I, and I, I guess maybe if, if, Here's my bottom line. If I need jerk too much as far as no, there's more good than bad, I'd rather be that way as a human being yep. than the other way. Yep. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'd rather believe in the vast majority of what we're doing because I've seen too much of it. Yep. Uh, and, 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 you know, this isn't one or two kids crawling out of a hellhole. There's a lot of success stories. Yep. A lot. And I think our position hasn't changed. And, and you and I have been clear is that our, it, our, one of our tasks and job is to figure out how to help and support. Like yeah. it is whatever, whatever that is. But we want the best for our kids right. who are coming through uh, the and, district. And I don't have a vested interest in the unions or the principals or the Kyle building. I, I want what's best for the kids, yep. for them to be able to have every chance in life to be able to do what they want to do. Been very consistent with yeah. that. Well, okay. we'll have this conversation. What, what do you guys have coming up Wednesday night? So last uh, school board candidate, actually, ah. um, Mark Reynolds will be on with us on Wednesday night. We'll pre-record and we'll have conversation with him. But we're also going to talk about um, making sure that we look at who and how many of our community voted and can we please make sure that we're engaged in the process. Um, so that's definitely coming up. I still think we need to take a look at the governing board and be very, very intentional about where we cast our ballots, um, because part of what you are having a conversation with Dr. Clark about tomorrow, um, they would also be a part of that conversation. And so who we're voting for and making sure we figure out how to try to stabilize that board would be uh, in our best interest. Yeah, that's been, to me, the single largest problem with District 61 is the lack of stability in the, in the superintendent's role and the lack of stability in the board role, which is really hard to build any continuity yes. when you're constantly changing the, the players at the table. Yeah, it's hard to stabilize the ship. Yeah. It and really is. That's not an insult to any individual. Nope. It's just it's a matter of fact. Uh, now, uh, early voting starts uh, Thursday and Friday, February 23rd, February 24th. 8.30 to 4.30, and then Monday through Friday the next week, 8.30 to 4.30 uh, at 141 South Main Street, which is the professional building you can see right out our windows here, uh, and goes all the way till Monday, April 3rd. So you have plenty of time leading up to Election Day. Uh, to get out and vote. So why screw around? You never know what the weather's going to look like. If you get a nice day on Thursday, go vote. Go vote. Yeah, city council. Or wait till you hear the last interview, you know, to make sure, uh, <laughs> uh, and then go vote. City council, school board. We have some key elections coming up, and yeah. those local elections. And it's not just community. here. You know, Mount Zion and, and elsewhere. Yes. Uh, uh, those are those roles, although they don't get the coverage, are generally more important to your day to day life yes. than whatever a president can do for you. Yes. Or not do for you. Yeah. All right, let's do the break. Dr. Juanita Morris is in studios. We'll be back with more right after this. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 54. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 31. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, high of 46, chance of some late rain. For Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms possible. 
high near 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 39 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.50. Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you owe nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. 800-200-0894. At BC Bank, we're proud to serve our local community through financial guidance and community investment. Offering sound advice and actionable insight, BC builds financial strength, supports homeownership dreams, and offers customized lending strategies, connecting with our neighbors to build stronger communities. BC Bank, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I had this on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. See you one more time by the Marshall Tucker Band. Okay. Never, Never heard this song before, I Have don't it? think. Didn't they play the Devon last year? I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a 70s white thing. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, I'm trying. Look, uh, if I don't know it, it's okay. Uh, there you have it. Good morning and welcome. Doctor, well, you know, there's a lot of that and stuff and that you wouldn't really think for. of. And then all of a sudden you go, okay. See, it sounds familiar. Yeah, like maybe they've used a little Somewhere. bit of that or something yeah. else. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Dr. Juanita Moore is host of the, uh, the Moore's Code uh, Wednesdays and Friday, or Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. If you miss any of the show, you can check out the podcast at nowdicator.com. Yeah. Um, all right. So when you think about um, age, do you think about age very much? I do. Yes. I get this is where I always get caught and lost. I, like I saw some stupid people magazine thing <laughs> online about the celebrities turning 60 this year. And that's like clickbait for me. Right. Because I always wonder, well, who's getting old? Right. <laughs> Is it who I think, or is it going to be completely different? And it was really unusual because uh, Michael Jordan's birthday was, I think, last week, he right? February 17th. Huh? February 17th. Yeah, so he just turned 60. 60. I thought he was older than that. Would you have guessed? I would have. It just seems like he's been around forever. <laughs> well, <laughs> 1983 is when he you know, went to the NBA, 84. Yeah. So I, I thought, okay, well, uh, do I relate to this list or not and how? Jordan seems, in my mind, like older, too, like that I wasn't, I, that there was only four years age difference between me and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? I no. guess, yeah. <laughs> he was a grown-up when I was a kid, so I don't know. Uh, but, well, I but that's like my, he was one when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but, but my point is, he wasn't, you know, like, you know, so... Uh, anyway, it, so Michael Jordan may be the biggest name on the list. I don't know. Brad Pitt is turning 60 this year. Yeah. Right. He looks pretty good. Seal is 60 this year. He looks good, too. He looks the same. Mm-hmm. Seal. Yeah. Brett Michaels, who's at the <laughs> good You're naming well, people that look pretty solid. I mean, they look Brett solid Michaels when we has see got, them. like, I mean, that hair it's is fair. stapled into the bandana. <laughs> right. It's just a hat. His hair, his hair on the hat, he's just popping on. So, I mean, if he wants to do the natural thing like me, I'll tell you whether he looks good or not. Right now, I can't tell. There's too much guy liner and that thing with the hair that's not really hair. 
right? <laughs> Don't talk about the star Sharknado 5 Dude, like that, please. he probably Sharp looks like a raisin if you got into that trailer before the show. I bet a lot of them do. I mean, we see them at uh, their best. Brad Pitt's a good-looking guy still at the age of 60. Vanessa Williams is 60, going to be 60 this year. Feels like she should be older, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is saying more about us than it is anything else. Quentin Tarantino, who feels older than 60. I just saw an interview with him in November. He looks, I would I would think he looks like he's 52. <laughs> I, but I think because he has such an old school love yeah. of, you know, that you feel like he's from another era because he, he was he all about, like, you know, yeah. uh, Conan O'Brien is turning 60 this year. He has an old looking face up close. Well, he has, has for a he, long time. His face has, looks yeah. the same, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. redheads. Do you know Eric McCormick uh, from Will and Grace? Yeah, absolutely. He's a good looking mm-hmm. dude. He's yep. 60 this year. Jet Lee. Oh yeah. He, oh, you don't don't go down that rabbit hole. He's had some physical looks <laughs> over a few years. What do you mean? He's like one of those. Well, he's one of those where his his look has changed sev- several times. Well, the look I and the recent picture that I see here, he's his head is shaved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing glasses, and and you know he looks sixty. Mm-hmm. I think we should look at who's turning seventy. This is, these are two. Mike Myers turns yeah. sixty turning this year. Sixty yeah. is that the Wayne's World guy? Yes. Yeah, Wayne's World and Austin Powers, Shrek. Yeah. Johnny Depp sure. is turning sixty years old. That's great. For, he's gonna be Captain Jack Sparrow. I think he's also a guy. If you take the hair and the <laughs> oh, guy the liner yeah. off, is gonna look like all the accessories. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> Helen Hunt. Turned 60 this year. Who's she? She was in what? Mad, or, uh, what was Mad About You. Mad About You mm-hmm. and uh, Twister. You know, mm-hmm. she was the tornado. Okay. Blonde yeah. lady. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't done anything for a long. Greg Kinnear, mm-hmm. 60 this year. Uh, Edie Falco, you know, who played. Nurse Jackie. Well, but Carmela Soprano. Carmela Soprano from mm-hmm. The Sopranos was probably the biggest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if there's anybody. Lisa Kudrow mm-hmm. uh, from Friends. Phoebe. Turned 60, 60 this year. Now, I think she was older than the rest of the cast. Maybe. Just a little too old to be in high school for 90210 <laughs> with the right age. To... John Stamos. Oh, yeah. He's only 60, 60 years old. Oh, he looks great. Yeah, his show just got canceled, unfortunately. What's his show? It's the basketball show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> That's why it was canceled. Oh, it's a nice family show. <laughs> Sweet. Last Shot, I think, is what it's called. All right, so those folks, it all kind of hit home with me, right? Because, you know, that's only four years mm-hmm. uh, for me. But these these feel mm-hmm. like about right. I'm turning 50 this year. Yeah? That's yeah. awesome. Do you have yep. anticipation about that? I mean, or do you have any anxiety about that? No, things are starting to fall apart, though. So, yeah. well, you know I what? mean, there's that. That's part of it. Yep. 50 years old. Be married 20 years and turning 50. A lot going on. That's a lot of, a lot of landmark <laughs> anniversaries. Can, can I just say you look awesome? Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I look fifty-two. No, I no. don't think so. Okay. No, I, and you look this way no matter what. This is not a Brett Michaels situation. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is quite bad. No, no, I'm I, saying I roll no, in no. natural. <laughs> no, I, this is uh, unlike Brett Michaels. Yeah, you've come like, in in sweats before, and you still look great. That's because you're working out downstairs. Oh, I was. Yeah, yeah that was short-lived. But you know what? Set new goals. Uh, you can do it at, at 50, I promise you. Yeah, we'll see. I was in the best shape of my life. At 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you gave it the old college try. Hey, that's it for us. If you missed any of the show today, you can listen to the podcast on com. driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. You can listen to Dr. J Wednesdays at 5 with The Morris Code. And if you're not there live, their podcast is available at com as well. Enjoy the sunshine in the 50s. We'll be back with you bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a great day. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. A U of I Extension staff team has been honored for their participation with Crossing Healthcare's Prescription Produce Program. Crossing Healthcare began the program in 2016, serving patients with diet-related illnesses. In 2018, Macon County Master Gardeners began volunteering in the garden and horticulture staff added their expertise. The gardeners provided nearly 1,500 hours of volunteer service, resulting in more than 6,800 pounds of produce provided to 117 patients in the program. Their efforts earned the extension team the Interdisciplinary Team Award. The state health department says the CDC is reporting 19 counties. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.